Today, Matt and I sat down and spoke about the Welch Grid and how to apply it to your business. Check it out. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Good morning, Matt. Rick. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? <laughs> I did. Buddy. Almost said happy Thanksgiving. How was yours? That's how. Oh, you can tell by me wishing you happy Thanksgiving a week later that it was amazing. Yeah, it's it's our mind's already gone. We already got the Christmas up. Where did it go? Yeah, we did, did the too. Whole, did the whole family go get a Christmas tree? Oh, you did. Yeah, I should have like a Christmas tree farm, man. Those people got it going on. Yeah, we had a client at one point that owned a bunch of property up near Boone, North Carolina, which is a beautiful area, and mm-hmm. they owned big Christmas tree farms, and they did well with them. I mean, you, is that what y'all get real Christmas trees? No, we used to. We rotate. So we have an artificial tree that's, I like it because it's not messy and it's really easy to set up, right? So a lot of times we just set it up, lights are on it, you plug it in, looks great, good to go. <laughs> now, the the whole you know ceremony around going and choosing a tree and all that, certainly with kids your age is a lot more fun than just popping up an artificial tree. But when your kids are grown and gone, you're just like, meh. Let's just put it, it, it wasn't like this is actually the first year we've done it because you know we have 97 dogs and my defense was always like hey they're gonna piss all over the tree right so she finally pushed through and we got one but it was nothing like that at all we literally drove up it was like a factory you know the girl got up and they're like that one's right there and then they're tied it on the tree or on the car and boop, be gone yeah well I mean, easy enough did you ever do you remember a uh, christmas vacation where the dog yeah. drinks all the water out of the tree <laughs> and it explodes when the <laughs> Uncle lights it on fire with a cigar. <laughs> That's going to be you watch, when you're... Watch the turkey scene the other day. When that big King Corso <laughs> drinks all that water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to explode into flames. Oh well, we're going to talk about something today, Matt, that you have no idea about, which I like. always like to spring it on you at the last minute. Have you ever heard of the Welch Grid? Is that the Grape Factory? Um, it is not <laughs> a great factory, but it's from Jack Welch, who was forever and a day the... Uh, General Motors? Um GE, actually. Dang it. General something. You had it. You were halfway there. General Electric. (laughs) He was the CEO of of GE for many years and a great leader. And there's several quotes and and sort of principles that have come out of his leadership. But one of them, um, it's just been termed for whatever reason. And I'm not sure if he created it, but it's called the Welch Grid. And really what it is, you guys, is it's a way to look at your team, your staff, and take stock of where you are. And it also gives you sort of a clear-cut idea of maybe what you should do with the people on your team. So this one's more of a leadership podcast. It's not so much has to do with you know franchising or in the weeds, but I think a lot of people listening are entrepreneurs. They've got teams. And so this is something that we've used in the past, and I think it's just a great lens for anybody who's in a management position or an ownership position in a way to look at their team. Okay, So the way that the Welch Grid is set up. So imagine on the horizontal axis you have like competency, right? Mm-hmm. And competency meaning like performance. And then on the vertical axis, you have like a culture, like a team. Are they are they good for your team or not? Got it. So competence, performance, mm-hmm. right? Culture. And so if you looked at that grid, you would say, okay, in the upper left-hand corner, you've got someone above the line from a culture standpoint. It means they're good, they're good for your team, right? And they're on the positive side, so to the left, if you will, of performance, meaning they're high performing and they're a good culture fit, right? It's your A players, must be. Those are your A players. And the nickname that we use for those is rock stars. And so what do you do with your rock stars if they fit into this category? And by the way, this exercise is to literally just draw this grid on a whiteboard or piece of paper and put names of folks on your team into these different quadrants, right? 
and you know evaluate and take some action based on what your assessment is. So if you have rock stars on your team, you know, first of all, props, give them a raise, right? (laughs) Give them a raise and and really just leave them alone. Like give them all the resources they need. Right. And let them go and just do their thing because again, great culture fit, great performance. doesn't get any better than that. You, those are the type of people, you know, we've talked about in in other podcasts, you know, would this person make your all-star team? Yes. Would you fight to keep them if they were trying to leave? Yes. Would you rehire them for the same position at the same pay? Yes, right. Those another lens, mm-hmm. quick lens you can put on your on your employees, but or on your team. So I would say, rock stars, leave them alone. Give them all the resources they need. You know, stay out of their hair. Let them do their job. Don't micromanage just them. Like throw them in an office and lock the door. Well, not not so much that, <laughs> but yeah, sure. If that's what they want, I would say give them what they want. Let them do their job, right? So, and that's the type of people that you want on your team. Obviously, if you've got the bulk of your people into the top left quadrant, you're doing a good job. Now. Let's move, let's stay above the culture line, right? So this is somebody who's good for culture, but if we move down in performance, so this would be, we would call them a do-gooder, right? So this is someone who they're a great fit for your team, but they're underperforming. And there's a couple ways to look at that. So it's sort of like the, uh, you know, the good to great idea of like, Mm -hmm. okay, you've got to have the right people on the bus. The next step is you got to have those people in the right seats on that bus. And so these would be the right people culturally for your team they're simply underperforming. So imagine, you know, a salesperson that's not hitting their numbers, a trainer that's, you know, just, you know, not able to, again, produce the type of retention that you want, but you like them and you know that they're trying and they're doing a good job and they're on board with the vision of your team. So you have a couple of choices. One would be put them in a different seat. So maybe you have that person in the, literally in the wrong seat and they would be a great teammate. They just, maybe they don't, maybe they shouldn't be customer facing. Maybe they should be back office, right? Something like that. Um, so that's first thing you would look at is can you maneuver this person into a different position? If not, then the next question you would ask is, are you giving them enough coaching to make them successful? So, you know, are they getting all the resources? Are you role playing? Are you diving in deep? And remember, these people are good fits for your team. So they're, they should be on the bus. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's worth it to try to move them from the upper right hand quadrant to the upper left hand quadrant. Does that make sense? to invest in them. Now, ultimately, like, listen, if you hire an absolute baller of a salesperson position, let's just say you're trying to fill that position and you feel like you've given that person everything you can, even if they're really nice people, that's not a great excuse to keep someone. But I would just say that again, always assume ignorance before malevolence, meaning like they don't out to hurt you. They are a good culture fit for your team. So either put them in the right seat or coach them up. Okay. Now, we're going to move below the culture line. So now we're getting a little sketchy because that, that almost kills everything, to be honest. So imagine you're below the culture line, but above the performance line, right? So this would be like someone in your, in your business who is a really, really high level performer, but is absolutely terrible for your culture. So maybe they do things that reflect poorly on your company, or maybe they are toxic to the other team members, right? And I think in this case, we would call this person a terrorist because they, <laughs> they're really effective, but they're also just, again, they're not a good culture fit. So I think you could give them a couple options here. You could give them coaching on kind of where, you know, maybe they are a high performing salesperson who is crushing sales. And we all know like that's a great skill. And so, you know, as the business owner or the, you know, the CEO or the general manager, or whatever, you really try to keep those people on the team, but you know that you can't do it at the expense of the rest of your team or your culture. So 
you could coach them. You could meet with them and say, Hey, you know, when you say these things in meetings Mm -hmm. or the way that you do go about these things, this is not good for culture. So you could try to coach them out of it. Right. Um, if not, I would say, even though they're a high performer, ultimately they're going to be such a detriment to the team that you're going to have to let them go. Have you had this person? We have. I mean, you think about in our world, you know, all the gyms that we've worked with, Matt, and you've gone through this, where they have a personal trainer that works there who holds a ton of revenue, meaning they train a Mm -hmm. lot of clients, right? And they're really good at it, but they're not really on board with the vision. They don't necessarily, they're not, they're only in it for themselves. They build this clientele and and whatnot, almost at the expense of the company and and more all about them. It's out of spite. Right. Well, yeah. They, yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're high performers. And right. if you could just get them on board with the team vision, they would be amazing. But if they're not, they're still performing really well. And, and how many gym owners have you talked to in the past that don't have systems like what we build at Alloy mm-hmm. who are literally held hostage by these terrorists, right? It's like, oh, I can't, I, you know, I, I'm trying to work around this person and treat them with kit gloves because they have a lot of clients and all the clients would leave and they'd right. be really mad at me if I let them go. And it's like, Okay, there's a lot to unpack there in how you should have approached your business originally so that you wouldn't be in that situation, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, you own the systems, you own the sales process, whatever, I get it. But once you're there, I think you've got some tough decisions to make because, yes, they're high performers and they're making customers happy, but if they're doing it, at the, if they're bullying all the junior coaches, say, you know, not an alloy model, but in another gym or something like that, or they're talking bad about the company overall or their peers, it's like, that's just toxic behavior. So I would address it head on. And if you can't change that, you probably, I would say you should let them go, even though they're a high performer. It's just not worth it. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you can, there are rock stars out there. And maybe there's someone who's sitting in the do gooder quadrant who you could coach up and get them to be a rock star. Right. You don't always have to be beholden to these terrorists, if you will. <laughs> Is that a bad term? I, I don't know. You don't know. You like it. <laughs> And so let's talk about the last category. We call this one WTF for obvious reasons. So this person would fall below the culture line, right? And they're not even performing. So this would be someone who is underperforming on your team, whether they're not hitting sales goals or retention goals, if say it's specific to a personal training place. And they're just not nice people and they're not on board. And the reason we call them WTF is why are they still on your team? Right. right? Like why have you not let them go? But I'm, I'll tell you guys, as much coaching as we've done for business owners, over the last you know decade, um, I would say that there's a good deal of people that have the WTF people on the team. Absolutely. And they're either scared to let them go because they don't want to have uncomfortable conversations or whatever that may be. But I mean, think about it. This person, not only are they, <laughs> are they toxic for the rest of the team and the culture, they're not even performing that well. So that's why we call them a WTF. So I think for them, it's obvious I'm not trying to move them up the ladder because it's too much to solve. I'm going to pass on those guys, let them go and just move on from there. Yep. yep. So Anyway, does that make sense? I know you hadn't heard this concept before, but it's just a really simple way to sit down with a piece of paper and sort of grade your team. And then you can set goals around these people in these quadrants. Like, okay, this terrorist needs some culture coaching. You know, maybe really if if they're terrorists, if if they're crushing it with the sales or, or retention numbers or whatever those things are in our business, we would try to get them some coaching. Maybe they just are socially awkward and they just don't get it. Do you have a chart somewhere with our names in there? I do. Like, Anybody a terrorist? I do. Just curious. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you put yourself on the chart? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm above the chart, looking down oh. onto. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm not even on the chart. I'm so ineffective, and I don't have a role that I don't know where I fit in. So I just kind of float around. 
It depends on the day, man. I can be in any quadrant. Sometimes I'm in all four. So I'm definitely what? What am I an underperformer in on the podcast? But I'm great cultural fit. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> a, you're <laughs> a, a do-gooder. do-gooder. <laughs> you're such a do-gooder on this podcast. Now in the business, though, you're definitely a rock star because, like, I don't do, I don't, I don't have to coach you at all. Like you, that's right. That's why I like it. That's right. That's what I'm saying. You're like, leave me alone. I got it. I'll do it. And you take initiative and you get things done and you're like a good culture. It's like that's who you want on the team now. You know, again, sometimes those people build, sometimes you hire them in that way, but that's the quadrant that you want. Right now, we have a relatively small team, certainly a corporate team, and we outsource a lot of the other necessary, mm-hmm. um, you know, functions. But everybody that's like employed by a corporate team, they all fit that category, right? And I think in an environment like that, if you had a terrorist or an underperformer, they're going to stick out like a sore thumb, right? And so you, you owe it to the rest of your team as a leader to either to fix these situations by coaching these individuals or letting them go and moving on. But anyway, I hope that helps you guys. You can just make a simple quadrant, put your team in each quadrant, and then you can break it down for each individual what type of coaching they need and whether or not they're salvageable, right? Or whether you need to leave them alone. Maybe you're overcoaching them if they're rock stars, what have you. So I hope that helps. And uh, yeah, Matt, I'll uh, I'll let you know what quadrant you're in later. I'll check on that. I need, I need to put some thought to it. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks. All right. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the Alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.